Hello, and welcome to Reflections, 5-Minute Encouraging Biblical Stories. We left off learning about the people of Lystra thinking that the gods had come down to them because of the mighty power of God to heal a man who had never walked. They gave Paul and Barnabas the names Jupiter and Mercury, which we learned a little bit about. Also, we noticed that based on the god names they were given, it is likely that Barnabas was older than Paul, so much so that he could have had a white beard or even been his father. Interesting. Let's see what happens now that Paul and Barnabas are elevated to God status. Acts 14, 13-15 Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates, and would have done sacrifice with the people, which, when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of passions like you. And preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein. Okay, wow. So the priest to Jupiter gets in on the action of this and is organizing a sacrifice. According to Ancient History Encyclopedia, white oxen are the sacrifice that was required and most pleasing to Jupiter. So we see that here. I wonder what it means that they took the oxen and garlands to the gates. Like the gates of the temple or the gates of the city? Were they trying to make sure that everyone coming into the city knew that there were gods in town and they were sacrificing? I also think that it's interesting the language the Bible uses here, saying would have done sacrifices with the people. So the people would have been involved in the worship of the god through the sacrifice, or people would have been sacrificed. I don't know the answer to this, but I want you to consider these things especially because the God that we serve already gave up his own very son to be the sacrifice and shedding of blood to cover our sins. We are debt free. He sees us as his children and wants us to know how much he loves and cares for us. There is nothing that we do that makes us worthy of his love. He loves us and meets us right where we are and guides us to see the evil of our sin, the glory and joy of a life following him and leads us on a path of eternal life with him. Did you catch Barnabas's and Paul's response? They were so upset they tore their clothes. Also, something that stood out to me here was, why did Barnabas and Paul not see what was happening? It sounds to me like this was kind of a big ordeal that the people were creating. Maybe from the time that they healed the guy and to the time that everybody knew about it and had decided that they must have been gods, there was a bit of space. So Barnabas and Paul had other things that they were doing. The people seemed to be pretty excited and worked up over this whole matter, so I can imagine that it would have been a little difficult to run through the people. Also, they didn't have mics back then, so how were they able to speak in such a manner that the people were able to hear them? Maybe the people recognized that they were the quote-unquote gods, and so they became quiet and could hear what they were saying. Also, isn't it so cool that God was able to take this moment where the people are trying to worship Paul and Barnabas and turn it into a perfect teaching moment? What we may see as the opposite of what we are trying to accomplish, God uses as a moment to share truth from a different perspective, able to reach people that otherwise may not have been open to listening. You may be going through something that you think is opposite to where you think you want to be or in line with your life mission, but God has people and lives he wants to touch through this experience. Embrace it and look for ways to shine the light of Christ. You never know. It may have a profound impact on someone's life who otherwise you would never have met. Did you also catch that Paul starts off by saying, Look, we're just like you. We're men. 
I think this is a crucial point for each of us to start off with saying, look, I'm just like you. No more special or loved than you, equally created in the image of God. People struggle to relate to the unknown, but if you can paint a picture that truly tells your human story, they will most likely see things that have happened in their life too. Then they are more readily open to listening and able to relate. Then as we saw with Jupiter and Mercury having power over the sky and transportation, Paul goes straight into the power of our God. This is something tangible and relatable to the current religions the people are serving, so they can better grasp the concept. Paul says, Turn away from these vanities and things that are made of stone and wood to a God who is living, a God who not only is in control of the nature and things that you see, but he also made them. He made the heaven, earth, sea, and everything that is in each of these locations. Instead of these small gods who are only in charge of certain things and who definitely didn't make them, this God made them and is in charge of everything. Like, that's really special. I'm not sure about you, but I certainly have wood and stone idols that have been in my life, and I definitely need to replace them with the living God. There are times when in crisis or uncertainty I turn to them, but what I really need to do is turn to God to sustain and pull me through. Are there things in your life that you need to turn away from and rely on God instead? Join me in the next episode to see what happens next.